and we're back with another episode of the Gossip Chronicles with your host, Jen. Welcome back to the Gossip Chronicles with Jen, and I got my girl Mel with me, my what bestie. Up? Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here, Jen. Yes. I'm first podcast. So excited. This is like anticipation galore. So, kind of just give you guys a little background. Me and Mel have been best friends for a very long time since I think we were in sixth or seventh grade. Um, over twenty five years. Yes. Yes, we count. Her mom is like my second mom, and same, same, vice versa. But really quick, before we jump into today's episode, I kind of wanted just to say that thank you guys so much for the continued love. I know that there's been like a change up here and there. Um, but with the last two podcasts that have gone out, they've gotten such great reviews. So I just want to thank everybody for the loyalty and staying with me in this journey. Um, and also I wanted to make sure that everybody, if you guys, please, please, please run to wherever it is you listen to your podcast and definitely leave a review or some stars, you know, my girl would love it so that I can just continue to grow. Um, and yeah, definitely please, please, please slide into the DM, leave me comments, let me know what you're interested in. Um, but I kind of wanted to give like a pre-trigger warning on today's episode. <laughs> yes. Because um we kind of went back and forth on this one in regards to like if we wanted to do it and I we definitely agree that it's like necessary. Um, Needs to be talked about for sure. Yeah. So trigger warning to anybody who is very sensitive to talks about postpartum, pregnancies, miscarriages, stuff like that. Um, We definitely don't want anybody to continue to listen if it's going to be upsetting to them. Um, But moving on, so I kind of want to just let you guys know now. You guys kind of get the drift of where we're going. But we wanted to do something a little different and do something that I was calling the Tough Mom series. Um, And that's strictly because I feel like me and you are like tough-ass moms. Tough for sure. Yeah. But wait a minute. I want to go back really quick because I have to give you your flowers right now, Jen. I just want to say before we start this, I am so proud of you for how far that you've come you. in this. I know how much work goes into this because we talk every day. I mean, if you've seen our voice notes, like it's all day, every day, eight <laughs> hours, 10 hours, whatever of just notes. And I know how much this goes into this how much goes into this. And I know that you've been working so hard. So I just want to give you your flowers because you've been killing it. Thanks, you haven't missed a, a episode. You haven't missed a week. No. I can see that your heart and soul is in this. So I just Definitely. want to give you your flowers because my girl's killing it and this is going to go big. So just like she said, make sure you tune in. We need a five-star review on apple amazon whatever you're listening amazon i know no i do yeah Yeah. amazon music there you go wherever you're listening to this i need a five-star review for my girl let's get her out there she's fucking killing it can we cuss yes okay cool she's fucking killing it so let's just continue the love so yeah i and i appreciate that you may have it back i just had to give you your flowers i appreciate that there does go it's a lot of work so it's definitely it's been fun and um yeah so let's just we're gonna jump right in and 
again, trigger warning to all of um, people who are sensitive. And I just want to pull up our notes because we have a lot when we discussed about like what we were going to do for our first actual like topic. Um, you know, me and Mel have grown up together and we've had a, I wouldn't say like a tough actual childhood, but in the sense no, we tough. tough. It yeah. was tough. Because, like, we still had fun. And I know that, you know, our parents struggled when we were kids. Um, I know my mom worked, like, three jobs. And I know her mom was a hustler as well. Um, It's definitely a struggle. So, it's both of us, it's, like, a shout-out to our parents. Because now that we are parents, I feel like we can totally feel what our parents are. I want to say our moms, you know. And, And no hate to my stepdad because my stepdad is the one who raised me. He was... He was there for me through a lot of things, but I think in this, just because we're both moms, it's easier to talk about our moms. So it's going to be like the the, the direction we're going in. Yeah, absolutely. We would just want to bring it up because we feel, again, people say this all the time, like this isn't talked about enough and our experiences of being moms and being working moms are completely different, but very valid and very things that we should probably be talking about. So we're hoping today to get out our experiences. That way, if one person is listening. um, It's like life changing. Like, hey, that's me too. Yeah, absolutely. We hope that it touches you. Definitely. We're going to be going into some stuff. So, well, and that's, what's crazy. So like me and Mal, we definitely would call each other and be like, this is my rant for the day. Tell me your rant for the day. And I think what it is though, too, is, I can't even tell Mel enough how we complain. And it's like, I only have one kid. She has two kids. And it's like, our parents had four. There was four of us. There's four in her family, four in my family. And I'm like, how did our moms do this back then? And there was more of us than there are in our household. So it's definitely like eye opening as well. But I know that um, I'm going to start off with Mel's situation just because I've only, I have one child, which you guys know, and um, Mel has two beautiful boys. I kind of just want to like let her tell her story about her pregnancy journeys and her struggle with postpartum and how she navigated through that. So definitely tell us everything. Okay. Where do I begin? Okay. So um, I want to start back because I know a lot of women have issues with this and it's actually conceiving and getting pregnant. So I was, I had met my husband, um, and we very soon knew that we were going to be together forever. And I wanted to start a family. I was about 31 when I met him. So I was like, okay, my clock is ticking, which adds a lot of pressure. And (laughs) yeah, it's so hard when you meet your person and then you're like, I want kids now Um, because my clock is ticking because society makes us think that our clock is ticking and then it adds stress. And then I think that kind of hinders the conceiving um, process. Yeah, that was stress on it. Like instead of like the fun baby making that you think you're supposed to go into, it's like you're stressed out because it's like, okay, time is ticking. I'm hot. I'm ovulating. Yeah, I have to get (laughs) pregnant by this time. And so I think that added a lot of pressure to us. So I think. I think about a year um, and a half into it, I was, I remember I called you, I was in my apartment, I called you and I was watching the Kardashians and it was the episode where Chloe didn't have kids, like everybody had kids and she didn't. Yes. I I was like, 
it was a Friday and I had wine and I was like, I'm never going to get pregnant. Like what's wrong with me? Little did I know, I think I I got pregnant a week later, but it was, it was happening for me. But, um, I just want to shout out to all the moms that are trying to conceive right now, because I know I had a blip, like a little blip, like a year and a half to me is a little blip of what some moms go through to get pregnant. And my heart just goes out to anybody trying to conceive right now. I know a lot of people told me just relax and it'll happen, but you can't, you can't relax sometimes because no, each day goes on it happen. And I don't even know, like when you guys would try and you felt even like, Oh my gosh, my period is maybe like a day or two late. Like, would you go run out and go get like pregnancy tests? Absolutely. 100%. And then they were like negative. So then it's almost like you're heartbroken and then, okay, well, we got to try again. Month after month, I remember taking a test because it wasn't like Mike and I were tracking our ovulate. I wasn't like, I'm ovulating today. Like it wasn't like that. It was just kind of like, we were having sex all the time. Yes. And so it was like, there's no way I can't be pregnant. Like there's no way. And then I would be a day late on my period and I'd run every Friday. I feel like I went to the store or every month on Fridays, I would like go to the store and get a test. I'm like, this is going to be the time. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't happen. And it was such a huge letdown. I'm like, what's wrong with my body? Is it the way that I'm eating? Is it the way I'm living my life? Am I whatever I'm doing? So it was like tough to conceive. So anyway, fast forward, I just how to say that because my heart goes down to anybody trying to conceive because it's a very tough thing to go through. So that's where it started. Um, so after a year and a half, um, like I said, we weren't tracking our ovulation or anything. It just kind of happened. I, what they say, like fell pregnant, which, uh, I, hormones. (laughs) Yeah. So I, uh, um, I remember Mike came home and we were in a little like studio, like little tiny apartment, one bedroom, not studio. Um, it was just small and quaint. And he came home and I had like the test wrapped up and because I wanted to do something like super cute. I always saw in my head, like, I'm going to go to Target and get like a onesie or a book or something. And when it happened and I found out I was pregnant, I just sat on the couch and I was like, Oh fuck! It's this happening. is real. Like this yes. is happening. Fuck my life is oh, about like, to change. Well, because it's funny because I took the test because I was about to pour myself a, a glass of wine and I was like, you know what? I'm a little late. Let me just test. Sat on the couch. I remember never forget. I was eating chips and salsa and I was just like sitting there watching some trash TV. And like anyway, took the test, came back, sat down, went back inside, and I was like. Oh my God. Like, I knew it. You knew it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pregnant. Like yeah. I, I'm pregnant. And it took me so long. You even called me. You called Did me. I? Yes. And you were like, what are you doing, Mel? You need to get out. Let's go do something. And I was like, I couldn't tell you because I hadn't told Mike yet. Oh, I think remember? I remember this. Yes. And she's like, you need to get out of the house. You need to go do something. It's Friday. Just have some fun. And I was like, I can't even think straight. I remember just like whatever she said. I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Whatever. So anyway, Mike comes home and I like, I just literally took the test and wrapped it up in toilet paper and, gave and it to put him. it in a <laughs> present because me being pregnant was a gift. Yes. Okay? Heck yeah. So I gave it to him and he he was like telling the story from work and he's like, he's like, so anyway, like the, what happened at work? And I was like, can you just open the they hurried up. Like, the anticipation. So opened yes. it and he was freaking out. It was great. So that's how I got pregnant with my first. Um, and then I had him fast forward. That pregnancy was like easy. I mean, when you don't have another kid to take care of your pregnancy is like yeah. for me, I felt so loved. I was like, I felt beautiful. I felt glowing. Which you so, were. You were definitely thanks, glowing. Jen. Because thanks. I think if you guys all start, 
you know, listening to the podcast, you guys heard how I mentioned about my friend and I went to Vegas and we saw Gwen Stefani on residency. This is the girl. Yeah, we definitely had fun when I was pregnant. Like I was not going to let that stop me. Like little did I know when two kids come, it's a little different. Yeah. But I'm glad I didn't let things like that stop me. Like going to see Gwen. Like that was like, I was pregnant and I was just like. such a good time. Yeah, we were at the pool parties and I was just like, it was so much fun. Yeah, And I even got like a a virgin daiquiri. Yes. Everybody was like staring and I was like. It doesn't have alcohol. Like it's good. Like I prayed for this baby. Like I had there's to get no so way. Mad at people because I was like, why I are you know. guys staring? You were getting protective. I was like, she's having friend. a good time, and it's not liquor. Yeah, <laughs> like relax. It's fine. But yeah, anyway, I feel like most people's journeys. The first one is always different than the second one. Yeah, the first one was cool. I was like cruising. I was like, this is great. Like, uh, you know, I'm pregnant. Like, cool. So I had him and I wanted a natural birth and I was able to achieve that. And now let me tell you something. If you are not, if you do not have a natural birth, that is fine too. And what natural, what I mean by that is having an epidural. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to have an epidural. I'm going to do this natural. I did it. And you'll find out when I keep telling the story, but um, I had an epidural with my second one. So I was proud of myself for doing it with no epidural, but that is not to say if you have one that anything's wrong with that too, because that shit is great too. Yes, definitely. I feel like it's to each your own. Everybody's pain level is different because I feel like I have a very high, high tolerance for pain Yeah, and I could not handle the pain. I literally, the way that my daughter was positioned, I could not, like she was hurting my back and she was hurting like, it was just all she, around had like the a, pain. a sunny yes. side back pregnancy almost. So yes. she, if there was that pain is I heard like unimaginable. Un, like that is the, they it's said just she was so sunny painful. side up is what they called it. Yeah. Like she was facing up, like she wasn't facing down and I could not get it out. And I was like, no. at first, cause I said too, I was like, I'm going to do natural birth. Like I'm just yeah, going to do everybody, it all. I think and then as soon as I showed up, I was like, give me the good give me the stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We had a doula with my first one, my friend, Laura, shout out to Laura, Laura, you know how much I love you. And Honestly, she, she got that. us through. Yes. She got us through that. She kept my calm. She kept me calm. Because at was one just point, didn't angel. you want the epidural? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I told her, I was like, let's just see what else we could get. And she was like, okay. She just ignored me. <laughs> and that's calm. exactly what I needed. And I was like thinking, this bitch just ignored me. I just right? said that I wanted an epidural. And this bitch is ignoring me. Because Mike was looking at me like, <laughs> like anything her. you Give want. Like, whatever. And goods. Laura was like, okay, well, let's redirect. She just was just. Yes. God knew I needed her, right? right? So that was that birth. Had him. He was five pounds, but no NICU stay. Like, I mean, he was a preemie. Yeah, he was a preemie. No NICU stay. He was just, he was ready to come out. I just make really small babies. So anyway, fast forward <laughs> to five months later, I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant again. Like, I, so I'm late. Now I had a five month old. Okay. And I remember I just went to the store, got a test. Mike had told me, my husband, um, you need to go get a test because I think you're pregnant again. So I went and got a test, took it, left it in the bathroom, went in too soon, checked the test, and it said not pregnant. Or it didn't say anything, something yeah. like that, whatever. So I was like, oh, I'm not pregnant. So I left it on the counter. Well, when Mike got home, I was like, hey, babe, like I'm not pregnant. I took a test. And he's like, oh, okay, that's weird because I feel like you are, but all right. He goes to the bathroom and he grabs the test and he's like, Mel, 
you are pregnant. It says pregnant. And I was like, Come oh back my God, work. are you kidding me? Like I didn't wait for it to like process long yeah. enough. So anyway, five months, I had a five month old and I got pregnant again. So, um, that pregnancy was a lot different. Let me tell you, I was, um, depressed. Well, also, I think we had to throw this in there too, but you were also pregnant during COVID. Do COVID so I feel like yeah. that also had something yeah. to do with your absolutely your version of pregnancy versus your first one yeah because we couldn't do shit you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't like relieve stress and go take off to vegas again yeah no well my my little one covid hit when i had him so we were already hunkered down anyway so i'm like what covid i was not worried about covid okay i was not like i would run out to get toilet paper and be like a little hunter for my family food wherever my mother-in-law would call me be like I we got, got some stuff at Aldi. That's her good. favorite store. Then we got some stuff at Aldi. Like, you need to go here. I grab this for you. Whatever. It was almost like, not fun, but it was like, okay, I get to get out of the house. Yeah. It was fine. We were hunkered down anyway. But the second one, being pregnant and having a toddler was a little rough, especially a little toddler. So when I was like eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant, having to pick up this toddler. Yes. It was just a lot. And my husband works nights, so... It was really mm-hmm. hard. It was like night and day, like karma, my first baby. I saw butterflies in the, like, it was just great. Second one, Remy, a little bit different just because I had my other one to take care of, but still so thankful to be pregnant. But yeah, that one was a little different. I think I was a little Do you depressed. feel like you felt like it throughout your whole pregnancy? Or do you think you just felt like the bluey blues, like the way... I wouldn't say full blown like depression, but almost a sense of like cloudiness, you know, throughout your whole pregnancy. Or would you say that you it was only toward the end? So with karma, I remember. So I know distinctively the difference between having baby blues and having depression in pregnancy. Yeah. Distinct, because with karma, I remember it was like when the sun would go down, I would get the blues. Cause I'd be like, I'm going to be up on the, I yeah. love my sleep. I, my would go to bed at eight and wake up at eight. Like I could sleep, but when you have a baby, you don't sleep. No. And so when the sun would go down, I would get these blues. Like, yeah. did you get them? Like, I see. I didn't. I ugh. thankfully for me, I Thank never God. experienced postpartum. And that's the thing is like, yeah. you know, some people are like, Oh, I had postpartum so bad. And I'm like, I just never experienced it, That's so good. I don't know what most women went through, you know. Yeah. But I remember seeing you go through it, and I would, you would just cry, and I would, <sighs> and I would be, you know, me. Anytime Mel calls me, I'm like, "Here's a solution. Do this. Do that." And like, how to fix I it. just want to like fix it and like make her happy again. So that was like my number one thing was like, try to do this do instead. This? Yeah, and. It's just, it's hard. It's hard, especially when you have a householder run and you have another little baby. And then on top of that, you're like, why am I feeling all these emotions? Why don't I feel like this? And I should be feeling like this. I just had a baby. But yeah, with karma, I would get the baby blues when the sun would go down because I'd be like, okay, I know I'm not about to sleep. Right. Like me and my husband, we would do four hours and four hours. You sleep four hours. You So that was, it was blues. It was like, I'm a little sad, but not really. Because mm-hmm. I just, look what I just made. Yeah. But with Remy, it was full on depression yeah. because, and then I had had karma earlier so, yeah. so I delivered at 35 weeks with him. You didn't have to go through the full pregnancy. Yeah. But the doctors put me on progesterone, which is a hormone. Yes. I'm telling so, you, I feel like that was something that messed with your hormones. Yeah. 
because you didn't have that your first bad. pregnancy. And bad, bad. you had to get what a shot once a week, once every a week for your whole every pregnancy. Every Monday I had to go in and get a shot in the bottom. Um, which wasn't fun to go in every month or every week and get a shot in your butt. And then during COVID, they're pumping you with hormones. And I honestly, I wish I would have advocated a little bit more for myself. Cause for me, I felt like, um, I'm healthy. I'm good. Right. I eat very well. I exercise. Like there's no way, like my body is going to do what it's going to do, but they were scared of my body rejecting the baby. Mm-hmm. And I was, I remember thinking like, should I do this? Should I not? And I was like, well, I'm not an expert. Like, I'm just going to do it. But now right. in hindsight, I'm like, I think my body would have even told me like, okay, your baby's cooked is ready to go because I just make small babies. Cause that's what the shot was for is just so you wouldn't go into keep premature baby in. labor. Just okay. keeping the baby in. But pumping you like every week. week with those hormones. I mean, I think that really took a toll. I can't tell you for sure, but I, you feel it. You I feel, feel it. it. That might've been a little different. So anyway, I ended up giving birth to Remy again early because I had itchy palms and itchy feet. So I went to the emergency room and I was like, something's wrong. Do I have coleostasis? And they ended up doing the test, but that test didn't come back for five more days. So they were like, we're just going to induce you. This is so wild. My water broke with karma. That's mm-hmm. another story. Uh, my water broke with him at home, like in the movies. Boom. Okay, we need to go to the hospital. Da da da. But with Remy, they induced me. So I had two completely different births. Right. Yeah. And um, so I remember I gave birth to him and everything was good. Brought him home. And then it really sat in when yeah. you have two little things to take care beautiful of. Beautiful little angels. Yes. And you're just like, God. And then that hormone drop was gnarly. I bet. Oh my God. It's, it's real. And so I started feeling just really sad. I would look at my two kids and be like, I'm so happy, but I'm so sad. Yeah. Like I, why? Like, look at these, look at these angels. I know. And they would like kiss each, you know, karma would kiss his little face. And I'd be Bye. like, I should be so happy right now. And mm-hmm. I'm not like, what's wrong. Right. So I started falling into a little bit of a lot of it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. Yeah, right. No, like no. I started falling into a deep depression. Like it was, it was really bad. And my heart, if you're going through this right now, like my heart goes out to you because, um, postpartum depression is so real and yes. it's so gnarly. Like not only did your body just like go through the craziest thing it's ever going to go through, but then you got to come home and that's your safe place, but then you don't feel like inside your body, no. like you don't feel like yourself. And so it's a really, really tough time. Yeah. Like, really tough time. And that's the thing though, too, is I feel like people, cause I remember when you were going through it, you wanted to vocalize it more and you wanted to like put yourself on like Instagram, which is like a platform where you can touch a lot of people at once. Right. And I remember you were like, you're not alone. I'm going through this too. This is what I feel like. And I feel like it's so important because here you are, what, Remy's three. Yeah. And it's almost like you're finally feeling okay to talk about it. You finally feel out of, you know, those woods. Yeah. But it's like, why don't we talk about this more? Why don't we like, hey, are you good? I heard you just had a baby. Are you feeling any kind of postpartum? Do you need anything? Yeah. And I get it that people do. Some people talk about it. Some people don't. Some people are very private. But I just feel like it shouldn't be something that we hold close. Like, yeah. oh, it's great. I'm good. I, we love the new baby. Like, be no, honest and yeah. just say what it is that you're feeling. It was really hard to even get on the internet because I remember that's the whole time when the whole thing when like Trump was in office, Black Lives Matter 
was happening. Protests were happening. Like, and I just felt, cause I'm with, I married a person of color. My babies right. are of color. And I felt like so urged to say something because I'm, I'm like sure. overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm like postpartum COVID um, Black Lives riots. Matter. Like I remember the one president day, situation. Everything. Yes. It was just so heavy. And I remember one day I called Mike and I was like, "You got to come home from work. Like I'm going to go out there. I'm going to protest." And then he's like, "You need to stay your ass at home. Like, right. You just had a baby. <laughs> We're just. I. I. It's for a good cause. I get that. But like, so it was just so many things. Like, As, but yes, going back, like talking about postpartum and stuff, I felt like I didn't want to get on my Instagram and be like, oh gosh, you know, this is how I feel. Right. Da, da, da. But I felt like, cause you, someone I, may take offense to it. Like, well, why are you talking yeah. about that? Wow. Or like, I just wanted to see that when I was going through it to be like, oh, what, well, this homegirl over here went through it yes. and she said that, so I'm not alone. Like she went through it. So I just, if I, if I touched one person, but I would just get on there and say, I would feel so dumb too, because I would have no makeup on my hair, mess, mm-hmm. not showered for days, hadn't even brushed my teeth, but I'm like, I feel compelled. Like I have to say something. I have to tell people like, this is very hard. And if you're going through it, like you're not alone. I just yes. wanted people to like, feel like they're not alone. And also like, if you need me, call me because I'm still going yes. through it. So if you need me, like, let's just talk, let's be friends. Like, right. Because it was just, it was a hard time. I remember I feel like too, when people go through stuff like that, you want to feel a sense of normalcy. Yeah. You want to feel like, like, oh my gosh, you went through that too. Okay. Thank goodness. I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, thank goodness that I have somebody else to like, bounce questions off or what did you do? Or, you know, especially with me, I'm sure I never asked you the right questions. I, I would check in on you here and there, but it probably wasn't as consistent as I could have been because mm. you don't know. You don't know. It's not like, I don't know. I just feel like it's very hard because some people are like, are you sure you have postpartum? Like yeah. what the, like what? A lot of, you know, a here? lot of people said that to me. Exactly. Like, are you sure it's postpartum? And I'm like, I've never felt like this. Like, this is how I knew I had it because we live by a lake and I remember like one day um I had the kids and I was like driving by the lake I I I know that your brain needs to see water you know yes and so I would drive my kids down to the lake all the time and we'd just sit there and watch the lake and not just say you guys look like water you know yes and I remember my intrusive thoughts were like tearing me apart and I remember thinking one thing, and mind you, when I would hear these stories before, I'd be like, this bitch is crazy. Like, I know, I know, I know. Like, you think that? And then when you think that, you're like, oh my God. But I remember one time we're sitting by the water and I'm like, damn, if I just, when Mike gets home, if I drop the kids off and I'll come back and I'm just going to drive into the water. I know. And I leave my seatbelt on and keep all my windows up. And then my family wouldn't yes. have to deal with me. So they would be better off. They can get the insurance money. Like my brain went exactly. to crazy And that's places. the thing though too. My family's going to be set. All yes. My miserable self will be off the planet. So there solves that. Like your brain just goes to these crazy places that like would never have gone before. Never. Never. And the, and the amount of years, the amount of years that I've known you, you've never, and I mind you again, and that's why I said in the beginning, we've been through some shit. Yes, we, we, you were a cheerleader in high school. We, yes, I did sports, but we went through some shit in our lives, but never would I say that we were depressed because of what we went through in our no. life. Happy and, ass kids. Yes. Like, took lemons we were poor and made as lemonade. Fuck. Yeah. And, but, 
And I, when I say poor, yes, we had a roof over our head. Yes, we had food on the table. But when I say like poor, I'm meaning that we didn't have the most expensive things. I had yeah. a lot of hand-me-downs for my older sister because my mom would try to like get her the best things. And then it would just trickle down to me. And then my, at that time, like, I remember I used to want like those sketchers with the blue bottoms. You remember yep. that? And it'd be like, Mel, let's yep. beg for them. Yeah. But what I'm saying is we knew what we had was great but when you went through that in that moment I think that was the first time I've ever really seen you depressed yeah like I remember I was talking to her one time on the phone and I could just hear it in her voice and I was like something's not right I kept her ass on the phone the whole fucking time and I showed up at her house because I was just like I'm not gonna let her be alone I'm not gonna yeah. let her know I'm coming over either because I feel like what you I do been like no no yeah, it's okay you put a wall up you close the door and you don't allow anybody in because you're almost like you're ashamed. Off. Yes. You're ashamed because, yeah, like Jen said, like we have had the craziest stuff happen to us in our stories. I could tell you millions of oh, stories of things days. that have happened for or days. situations I've put myself in when we were younger that like weren't the safest. No. And, you know, my mom, she was a G. Like she worked. She There was food in the fridge. It may not be the food you want, but there's food there. Yeah. You know, so we never went without, but... You know, the way I provide for my kids now, oh, that's why sure. I stopped it too. Cause I was like, no, you guys are going to have the best life. Yes. I want you to have some grit, but you guys are going to have the best life. It's just like, we didn't grow up like that. So you talk about your sister's hand-me-downs and then when Jen was done with them, she passed <laughs> them my way. So like it was this thing, but yeah, we always made, you know, lemonade out of lemons. And yes. this is something that literally like I learned about mental health. I learned about um, taking care of yourself. I, re- I learned about these thoughts are not you. I mean, you, to come out of something like that, you have to, you're, you're Deep six dive feet into under your, yes. and you have to dig your way layer by layer out of the trenches. And I just remember I would look up like, why do I feel this way? Like what supplements can I take? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I be doing? So I remember like yoga, one was like, yeah, yoga, yoga, grounding yourself in the, like in the, in the earth. Yeah. With something. Every time, like, and then opening your windows and getting sunlight in, like there, I could go on and on about that stuff, eating healthy, like getting your magnesium and like all those things, like yeah. just to kind of pull yourself out of that. But yeah, it's a very dark place. And yeah, Remy's going to be three in January. I and I finally feel like I'm You're that g- bitch. Yes. Like I went through this <laughs> and I'm coming out and I'm, I'm that bitch. She's like stronger. I, You're stronger. I learned from it. Yeah. And do I you think- feel though at all, do you have, and you may have to like really think about this question because yeah. I've never asked you this before and it just came to my mind. Mm-hmm. But do you feel because of your postpartum, do you feel that your relationship with your first son versus your second son is any different or do you think absolutely it ha- not okay that's in just fact good. in fact i've heard that i've question. heard that sometimes people they push the baby away and the relationship and the bond is not the same yeah and and i i've heard you know because everybody's journey is different just like sure. everybody's pregnancy journey is different yeah everybody's after birth is also different your postpartum you know I didn't experience postpartum but you did it's just very different so it's almost like I have heard that that the relationship can be different yeah some people say that and let me just tell you if you're feeling like that right now that is okay because sometimes it takes time and that is okay all of this stuff is okay yeah just know that your body your mental your soul everything 
just went through the craziest thing that, that a just woman the hormones can alone ever, that you go it's through the hormones is that fuck you up yes. every time it's the hormones <laughs> yes so just know that if you feel not connected to your baby right away that is okay that's right. why again i'll go back to chloe right now she had a surrogate yes and she's admitting which i I love, love that she did that. Me too. For talking about it. Thank you so much because so many, she has this platform and so many people look up to her. Thank you for saying, oh no, my life's, you know, yes. not, not, oh, my life's perfect. Like, no, I'm having connection issues because that's okay. Because she didn't carry the baby naturally. And that's like something no. we got to hear the baby's heartbeat. We got to feel the kicks. Yeah. We got to feel your belly grow. And I can only imagine the difference. Like, you're watching someone else. It's almost like your friend who got pregnant and you're like, congratulations. I'm yeah, going to go to just watching it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's different being an outsider. Absolutely. And you know what? I like, applaud her for myself in answer to your question. No, I never felt disconnected from him. Thank God. Because let me tell you something. I would go through postpartum 20 more times and have the connection with my littlest Remy than to go through. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I, because he I, my is situation your ball and chain. Oh he my is gosh, your ball and chain. He is my <laughs> probation officer. Yes. He wants to know where I'm going. He's calling Even you like collections, mom. Like, where are you? <laughs> Excuse me, I have not talked to you in two minutes. Where are you, yes. mom? In the house, and I'm just like, yes, I'm right here. So he is my baby. So. No, it didn't change our connection, thank God. But I know, again, for some women it does, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because it'll grow. But it'll grow with it time. Will. It's just that you have to go through the process of getting through right. postpartum. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I think that'll kind of lead us into the next topic because I feel like after and, – and I, I'm going to say this just because we are in the United States of America, okay? So – I have a very big problem with the way our health system works, whether it's mental health, whether it's you needing to see a doctor, whether you need to go see a specialist, and I've vocalized this to you so many times. But my thing is, though, too, is that there's not enough support. Because if you had an outreach to, I don't know, like they have lactation nurses, if you had someone that you could call a hotline and be like, you know what? I'm going through postpartum. I need to talk to a nurse every day. Help. Like a I need crisis to, line. Yes. Like, yeah. can I please see a therapist just to help me get navigate through my day-to-day feelings and struggles and all of whatever comes with postpartum? Like, help me navigate through that. Yeah. But no, they you give birth. Here's your baby. Here's your $35,000 check or not check bill. bill. And like, we'll see you on the next turnaround. Go the find next your one. mommy and me group. Yes. Um, if you need help, get yourself help where, I don't know, but just get some yes. help. Talk to other moms. And it's like, you Who's, feel where's very help? lonely. Like, where's help? You know? where's- Real quick though, I really have to give a shout out to my husband, Mike, because ugh, not only did he not understand postpartum right right he didn't understand it because his wife was acting crazy you know sure like yeah but he is an angel he would research it he would look stuff up online he would be like hey i learned this today and i think that this is okay for you to feel like this he would talk to his clients and he would be like yeah, my wife's going through this, like, and then the women would be like, oh, I went through that too. Like, why don't you do this for her? Whatever. So I have to give it up to my husband because he literally, like, this took me and him by surprise, but the way he came through for me, like, 
I love that man. Yeah. Could, like, <laughs> I, I love him so much. And I just have to give a shout out to him because I know. Because the men go through it as well. They, they go do. through it. They, they go do. through it. And it's very sad because the way I was treating him wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it was like, I was just irritable. I was like, God, oh, don't talk to me or, you know, whatever. And that affects right. the husband as well. The boyfriend, whoever's in the house, the dad, you know, and I know again, some women don't have that. And I, I just want to tell them right now, you are amazing. You're a superhero to have to go through that. Something, something like that by yourself is mind blowing, yeah. but I feel like it's a part of everybody's story and you're going to be that much stronger because of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, real quick, I had to give a shout out to my husband because he pulled me out because he loves me. He did not give up on me, right. which I think a lot of people do. And they're like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, well, Cause be I'm sure kids. like I'm you're, out. I, that's the thing that I feel like as we age, we don't recognize that there are stress levels on both sides. Yeah. And, and I understand, you know, as a mom, you, before you have kids, it's all about the man. You're loving on them and giving them gifts Serving and being sexy with and, them and yes. sexy time with them. And then you have a kid and then like, boom, it's like, sorry, husband or boyfriend, you're in the back the window until a certain yes. time that you can bring it back slowly. Yeah. You know? And I think majority of it is just the fact that most men feel neglected and then yeah. you're being rude to them. You're being an asshole because and it's not necessarily feel- right. No, it's just like, you're out of body. You're oh like, my- you have skin hanging. Your boobs that were up here are now at your belt buckle and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And then your belly and then everybody, it's just, you don't feel sexy, so no. it's like, but you, like your man tries to make you feel sexy, but you're like, I know you're being nice, but I don't feel sexy. I but know. they try. Oh like, my it's gosh, just, that's oh, I got. I'm gonna give a shout out to all the men yes. that have to deal with that because that's hard because yes. they're not in our brains. Like we are going through it, but they don't. No, go like they no. Don't, they're not here, so they don't know. No, right? and I, that's so, like, I think the hardest part tough. is just what women go through, and I think. Not even, I think just if there are no kids, just aging naturally is hard, you know, because you no longer have tight skin. You no longer have that flat stomach. You're like, why do I have an extra roll right here that wasn't there last year? What the heck happened? Yeah. It's, it's just a sense of like aging. And if you have the right man, they won't even. Thank you. I was just going to say that because let's talk about aging real quick. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Because I remember you and I used to be like, all right, when we're older, we're going to get Botox and we're going to get all these surgeries and we're going to do this and that and that. But my perspective in the last couple of years has changed so much. I'm just like, you know what? Like I see these women on Instagram and they're tatted and they're like, they got their short little hair. That's like gray yeah. and they got their little scarves on with their purse and they, it what they rock scream? life. Oh, they rock they life, rock life. And they're just like sexy mm-hmm. and wise. And I, I, that's my new goal. Yeah. Like I'm like, Botox is cool. Yeah. But my hands are going to stay the same. My hands already look like 80 year old hands. So like <laughs> what if I can't, this isn't going to match. Right. Like I have to just be me. Right. But like, I feel like a woman with, you know, so much like life right. is just so sexy to right. me. Like the knowledge, like you just change. I think yes. as you get older and have children and stuff. See, And that's the thing. Tough. And I think it's okay. My problem is, is because so we're, we're approaching 40. Okay. So everybody don't well, know. I'm not going to, we're, we're 
We're approaching. We we're not there. We're years. Okay? We're approaching, so but we're, we're not there we yet. a lot more years. My thing is, is like, I am okay with Botox, but I feel like when the time is right. Yeah. Because I feel like what's happening now is majority of these girls are 22, 23, and they're literally getting injectables. Their lips, the cheeks, the forehead. Yeah. Listen, right now, I am all about the serums in a bottle. Like, give me the hyaluronic acid. Give me the good stuff. Give me all the good stuff. But at the same time, Jen, if that's what makes you happy at 24, I mean, I, I got I, know. I got breast implants when I was 22. Yes. Oh, I have my And you couldn't tell too. me nothing. You yeah. could not tell me nothing. I was going to get them. I was going to get them big, and I did it. And yes. I rocked them. And now, you enjoyed them. I don't want them. Exactly. So it's like to the girls that are doing that, Girl, do you think? Yeah, do you think that's what you want to do? I okay. I think what my what I'm saying is that they're just starting a lot younger. A lot. It's not just a boob job because before it was just getting your boobs done. Yeah. Now it's the BBLs, and now it's the big ass lips, and now it's the Botox your whole face. Yeah. And the boobs, and I know people who are like not even thirty yet getting liposuction, and again, yes. If you feel it, girl, you do it. If that's going to give you your sense of confidence. It just, to me, I think it's the age. It's the age, like, why are you starting so young, girlfriend? Like, like just wait until you get a little bit older and then do it. But, yeah, and it's crazy because when I, like, maybe I'm 38 or 38. There's our ages. I'm still 37. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, you're 37. You're about to be 38. So, (laughs) Don't age me. I know. For me, I'm just like, I would pray to God right now if I could be like, God, please give me the body I had. Oh my, my God, boobs, I know. my natural boobs. I, I would know. give anything I know. to have my natural boobs back. Like, oh my, what did I do? I so know. just anybody out there, just think twice, do your research. And if you're going to do it, go to somebody. A bomb ass doctor. Don't get a yes. deal. Save up your coins. Do it the right way. Absolutely. You know, make sure you take, it's your body. Like that's your biggest investment yes. as well. You know, yes. so just do it correctly. Do it right. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Get, find the best doctor that you possibly can. And even Absolutely. I remember the, the doctor I went to, to get my boobs done. I had, I knew two or three other girls who went and I was like, I don't, I like, I need to see them. If you don't yeah. mind, like, let me see her. And yeah. I knew them close. So like both of them showed me and I couldn't be more satisfied. Yeah, so, absolutely. Hey, whatever floats your boat, exactly. you got one life. You want to get big lips, big, you know, nose job, ear job, boob job, <laughs> butt job. Do you just make sure you do it the right way. The right way. So yes. your coins, go to a good doctor. You know, do yes, things. yeah, but so we're gonna go to the next topic. Yes. Um, the next one is a little bit harder. Um, so the next one is gonna definitely talk about um miscarriages. So that's another thing. So <clears throat> my story is um, and I'm not an emotional person, so I really hope that I do not get emotional. But every sometimes, every so often, depending on who it is, I I get emotional. So Bear with me, but um, so (laughs) I actually have, so I have one child and um, she's six years old and we absolutely love and adore her, but it became to a point where I wanted to enjoy having her as little as possible for as long as possible, but I knew that I did want to have another kid. And um, so we've been trying for a very long time and for some reason it just like was not happening. 
And it came to a point where I'm like, okay, look, I'm getting older in age and I don't want to put the stress level on, you know, like you said, you know, the I'm, I'm ovulating. I like, let's try to go conceive. Let's, it's just become so unnatural to me that you feel more or less like a, um, it's like a job, you know, and not an actual, we made love. Yes. We made a baby. Exactly. Oh my God, we're pregnant. It's like, no, we, in five minutes, like meet me in the bathroom. Exactly. It puts a lot of pressure. And so I think at this point, so what'd you say? You said, do people, said, have, sex do people have sex in, in the, the closet? Bathroom. Oh, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, do people, people have sex in the closet. <laughs> I mean, when you have kids, you just have sex wherever you yes. can. Yes. In the closet, outside. You say, have me you had sex outside? I have. Like you and Mike, just like, let's go back there real quick. No, okay. but me and him. Hey, I, if it needed to be outside, it needed to it's be outside. Literally, you, you know, just got to get in where We have a four-bedroom house. Anyhow. And yeah, just, true. You don't just, need Just know all the rooms have been christened. Maybe in one of the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom? Maybe in one of the bathrooms too. <laughs> Laundry room? Hey, wherever, wherever you need to do it, do it. But that, anyway. that is, that is. That's a true. It's Because real. you do have to like, I'm. Meet me here. We have Mom, a kid. Yes. Oh mommy. my gosh. And you're just like, I'm trying to be in the. I can't. I know. What is going that's on always right the now? worst. Yeah. The, and that's. I feel bad again. Let's. We'll go back to the men because it's yeah. like they're like they. I swear. Sometimes they look at you and you could be a mess. Like literally, I'm a mess. I work from home. I sometimes like just throw on a t-shirt and some workout shorts and I'm like okay this is what I'm going with I have not done my hair because it takes a lot like my kid is in school anyways but the man will look at you and be like oh let's I, let's get it on and you're like really I look like shit right now like, and I didn't brush want- my teeth I don't care <laughs> I didn't shower I don't care look what I'm yes. wearing I don't care I don't have makeup on I don't care no, like no they don't no care. and, and I great. do love that I do love that that like you know, he's doesn't he'll take me as I am. But yes, honey. that's so the thing is like, like good guys. Yes, why. they'll just say, "Hey, meet me in the closet," and then it's like go time. But it's like, listen, I got a crying kid. I got to make dinner. I got to get to gymnastics. <laughs> you know, like good grief. But anyway, what's going on? Going so on. we've been trying for a very long time, and um, it became something where we started telling people, you know, unfortunately. I feel like that's people ask you all the time. When are you going to have another oh, one? When are you? That's gonna... so annoying. It's How did so you feel annoying. when people would ask oh you that? Oh my gosh! Like, I hope I never you... asked you that. I, I don't know. If I, I think I would that. ask you like, "Are you guys going to have another?" But I knew your yeah. journey. Yes, you did it's know my more journey. strangers, right? That's like, strangers. So when are you going to yes. have another kid? And you're just like, or people you haven't seen in like a really, really long time. Yeah. It's like, oh, your daughter's getting bigger. When are you going to have another one? And it's like, when are you going to shut your mouth, just, Karen? For the permanent record, <laughs> don't ever ask that. <laughs> yes. Okay. My new thing is like, when are you going to get married and when are you going to have another kid? Like, just don't ask those questions. When I do, if you get an invite, that's when it'll happen. just say, never, bitch. <laughs> and shut the door. And what are they going to say? That would yeah. shut them up. I know. That it's like up. everyone's a Karen these days. Stop asking. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so we had been trying for a very long time and it was something that I just said, you know, when it happens, it happens. If not, we were, we were very blessed with our daughter. And so, um, we would still try, you know, I, I, I don't want to say like mentally try. And when I say mentally try, like we, 
we wouldn't like do all of the tests. We wouldn't like get mentally prepared. It was more or less just like, we know we wanted another one. So like, let's keep trying. Let's keep, you know, question, question. Did you ever track your ovulation or did you find that too stressful? Okay. So, so Mal, my my little love. (laughs) I may have made it worse. (laughs) She bought me an ovulating kit and I was like, thank you so much. And I had got on my fitness journey. Like I'm telling you, I got like hardcore with it like supplements and like the diet and everything. Like she didn't skip a day. Like no. I would get alerts on my watch and be like, damn, I need to step it up. Yeah. Jen would just be killing it. Sometimes two a day is like, oh, boom, three boom, a days. Boom. I would literally, I was walking it. 10 miles a day. I was doing hardcore workouts. I was like doing all of the stuff that you need to do to like build muscle, get lean. And I was literally killing it at my goal, at my fitness journey goal. And I was so proud of myself. And I remember she like, she's like, I ordered you something and it's going to come in the mail. And I got it and it was an ovulating kit. And I was like, oh man, I was like, I don't know if I want to start this right now just because like I'm already on one journey. I don't like, I think mentally I just was not there yet. Like I wasn't really sure if like, I'm sorry. No, 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 but that's okay. No, absolutely not. No, Mel, no, 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 no. (laughs) And that's the thing is there's never a good time. That's, you know, some people are like when they do ask you, Hey, when are you going to have a kid? And you're like, Oh, after I get out of college or after I take this last trip to Thailand. And it's like, don't just do it. This is what I think it is a lot too. You have to base things on people's character. If they're a good person, like, myself like it would be like me asking you was like hey like yeah I care about you but when you, you know where people that from. come in like the distant friends that don't they pop in your Instagram every once in a while like when are you gonna have another kid that's when it's like shut the fuck up why yeah. are you asking me that yes you don't care how I am in the day-to-day so why are you asking me that so it's like you have to really that's where people's character comes into play yes. when they're asking I agree like that I, I agree like. it's a big one and that's why when you did send me that it wasn't like I never took any kind yeah. of like offense like I think you were just being helpful and like and I do remember because you're like use it if you want if not yeah, like whatever throw it away yes throw it away if you don't want it yeah and then so I remember it pretty distinctively I remember that we were um like something just wasn't sitting right with me like I felt weird but I I was like, no, I can't be. And then my my period comes like every like it's on time, no matter yeah, what. There's no on. there's no nothing. It's like it's here. We're good. All right, we're done. Okay, cool. I know when it comes, I don't have a missed cycle. I never am late. I'm never like, oh, okay, like it came a month late this time. Like, no, it's always accurate. And so, um, on this case, I just knew something was different. And I think I just knew that I needed to take a pregnancy test. And I remember my daughter was with me and I was like at Target and I was like, I'm going to pick up a pregnancy test just to see, you know, wait, did she know what it was? No. So she saw me put it and my daughter's nosy. Okay. My daughter's my best oh. friend. <laughs> my daughter goes with me everywhere. She's my, my little sidekick. I, I didn't hear this. Yes. Wait, I'm hearing it. Yes. So So she literally goes with me everywhere and we do everything together. And so we were at Target and I put it in the basket and I like 
put something else on top of it. And she was like, mommy, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's something for an adult. And she was like, but like, what is it? And I typically explain a lot of things to her. Yeah, like you're very open with Yes. Her. If I buy it's tampons, I'm like, I will explain it to you when you get older, but just know you will have to use yeah. these at some point. And it's typically around this age group or like whatever. And I'm like, but we'll talk about it then. Um, so with this, I didn't say anything. I just said it's, it's something for an adult and, you know, and she kept asking me and asking me. And I was like, I finally had been like, stop asking me. I'm not going to tell you what it is. And, um, I didn't even tell my boyfriend. I didn't even tell him. I didn't say anything. And so I get home and I remember I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it to myself. I've never heard this story. So (laughs) I'm hearing it for the first time. I'm stoked. Okay. So. My thing was, is I bought two. I bought two. I bought one that was digital and I bought one that was non-digital, like your old school lines, right? And so I go into the bath- bathroom all privately and I um, do, I use both of them pretty much. And I'm like, okay. And so I got the digital one that says like no seven days before or whatever, like no yeah, seven days sooner. One. Yeah, like, like first response. Ass one. Yes. <laughs> And so I remember, so I, I used both of them and mind you, because I know how regular I am, I think I, I acted too soon. That I think that's what, what it was. And so one of them came back and it said no. And the other one said yes. So the digital one about a mind fuck. Yes. So the digital one was the one that said pregnant. And the other one ones that are the most accurate. accurate. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So I, um, so one said no, right? And that's the thing. It's weird because I still have a picture of it. And my boyfriend was like, it's very faint, but it's there. Like it says yes. And I'm like, no, it says no, because it would be very prominent. But that was just my mind, you know, like, I think HCG level, like how far along you are. And so I, um, I remember the pregnant, the the one that said pregnant, I remember he was in the shower and my daughter was standing right there. And, um, I go to the shower and I put it up against the door and I even hesitated. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say anything. And I just, I just put it up against the door and he was like reading it and he was like, you're lying. And I was like, I'm not. And he's like, you're lying. And I'm like, where would I get this? And he was like, that was from when Amelia was, was, and I'm like, (laughs) no, they run out of batteries. You weirdo. (laughs) I'm like, no. I was like, I don't even know where that one is. And I'm like, no, that's not it. And he kept saying, you're lying, you're lying. And I think because like we were trying for so long that it was like so out of like nowhere. And I remember, yes. And I remember my daughter was like, what's happening? What's happening? And he was like, are you going to tell her? And I was like, no, not yet. And he was like, just tell her. And then because we're, there's the three of us, we're very close. We do a lot of things together. We are very tight. She sensed a vibe. Yes. And she was like, just tell me, just tell me. And I told them both at the same time. And I was like, mommy's going to have another baby. And she was so excited. Like, I can't even tell you how excited she was. And it was just an overwhelming feeling because I remember my boy, Mike got out of the shower. We both have mics. Okay. So my mic, her mic, we always say my mic whenever (laughs) we talk about them. But the thing was, is like, he got out of the shower and he was like, so happy. And I told him, do not say anything. Do not tell anybody until we go to that first appointment and we make sure everything is good first. And I told him, I swear to you, do like, I'm not going to tell nobody, not my family, not Mel. And like, she's always the one that I would tell first. 
Um, so I basically tried to keep my mouth shut as much as possible. And no, I remember because did, I, did. I didn't even know. So there was two slip ups. I will tell you, M had two slip ups and you were not one of them. But wait, did she knew she, she, she knew she outed me. House? She knew when you guys came to my house. Yeah. Yeah. She knew then. And she didn't she didn't out me then, which wow. is crazy. OK, so that little smart. Girl, yes. She, didn't say she there was two places that she outed me. She outed me once. And this was like a, a week later. So I only knew for a week. And, um, the first time it was a Saturday, me, my mom and her, we went to this little event in Riverside story either. So this is cool. I love podcasting. Yes. It comes out. Everything comes out. Um, so we basically, um, we'll just run it for as long as we can go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we were with my mom and we were walking, right? We were walking where we parked. It was probably like half of a mile. So we had a, we had a little journey and, my daughter pulls me by the arm and she's like, come here, I gotta tell you a secret. And she like gets in my ear and she's like, are you going to tell grandma? And I said, oh, great. And I was like, no, we're not going to tell her right now. I'm whispering, right? And she was like, you have to tell her. That's your mom. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. And I'm like, no. So we're like bantering back and forth, me and my daughter in front of my mom, her grandma. And my mom she was just like, just tell it. me. And I'm like, you tell her then. And it was like on the moment, on the spot. and Beautiful moment. I can't. Beautiful it moment. was my mom hugged me and it was, it was amazing. And I was like, mom, you can't tell anybody though, because I haven't even gone to the doctor yet. We, you know, like all of the things. And um, so that was the first time she outed me. And then, so she didn't tell anybody. My mom didn't tell anybody. The next day we had gone to the uh, aquarium of the Pacific for Ethan's little, yeah. the little thing. Uh-huh. And I remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember you go, you're pregnant. Yes. Okay. And so we go together. and mind you at the aquarium of the Pacific, I don't know if anybody, it's just a huge ash aquarium where you can see fucking fish, whatever, but they do have alcohol there. And, um, we had got there first and I remember we met everybody and I had felt like utter crap. Like I just felt like crap. You know, you're tired, you're groggy. You kind of feel like you want to eat, but you can't eat. You don't have an appetite, but you know, you have to. Yeah. And so I gone it, I went whatever. And I, I think I was like, I don't know. I don't remember what I had said. I said something, but we were getting food and they were all getting drinks. And then all of a sudden they were like, why aren't you drinking? And I was like, oh, I've got a really bad headache, which I did. I yeah, did have a for headache. Sure. You weren't lying. Yes. And um, and then my my friend's sister was talking to my daughter and they were talking about sharing something. My daughter had something in her hand and she's like, well, one day if you become a big sister, you're going to have to share. Was it Delia? Yeah. And so she said, well, that's going to happen because my little sister or brother and then Delia, I looked at my daughter and I was like, oh my God, oh my, please do not catch on to that. And she said, wait, you're going to have to share. And she totally got it. And then I had to tell them, I had to say something. So they found out, um, but those were the only people that knew at that point, because I didn't even tell you yet. I know. I I didn't tell you yet. I didn't even know. Um, And then... I Which I get because I'm so dramatic and I would have been over the top and it's just so it was better. Well, yeah. I ended up having to tell my brothers and sisters because my mom, my mother, mother, if you're listening, 
Um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but there was a situation where um, basically I had um, an event coming up and I like to drink. Well, I used to like to drink. But I wouldn't even say I like to drink. I'm just one of those Let's people like time. I would go and I would have a glass of wine. That's what it would be. I would have a glass of wine. I would if someone was like, hey, we're all going to take a celebratory 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 shot. <laughs> I would be there. I'd be like, OK, I'm game. Let's go. I'm down. Let's yeah. do this. But I knew I couldn't drink, so I had to say something. I had to tell my family. Yeah. So my mom made me FaceTime my whole family, and I told my whole family. Yeah. And, and I this was still early on. like Very early on. I had like in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, because for everybody who has been pregnant, you know that, like, they don't allow you to see the doctor until you're a certain amount of weeks. Um. So you have to get past, like, I want to say it's after 10 weeks is when you can go. Yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, I think I want to say it's like, like 10 weeks is when you can actually go see like the So you OBG. literally just have this test saying I'm pregnant. Yes. And you're like, and you have okay. to wait. You have yeah. to you have to wait until you're a certain amount of weeks until which is nerve wracking. Exactly. And so I had to wait for that time to become present and um so I ended up telling my sister and you know it's heartbreaking because she's she's it was really hard because she was like, we're going to have a baby shower at my house and we're going to do this theme and we're going to do it like this. And it was really hard because it was almost like everything was in motion. And then, um, so I found out in April when that was when I found out that I was pregnant. And then it wasn't until May that I had my first appointment. And I already knew that something was off. And here I am so excited. I bring my my man, I bring my daughter to the first appointment. But what what would you know? What would what did you think was off? Like what gave you the first signal like Well, it wasn't until like I got into on the table with her and they are about to do the the ultrasound, you know, the vaginal ultrasound that they yeah. do. It wasn't until then. Um, like that very moment. Yeah. That I knew. Well, that I what knew hit you though. Because when I was pregnant with Amelia and I had, um, when I had seen the first ultrasound with her, it was different. Yeah. It wasn't the same. The visual of it was just not the same. Um, And that's where it was hard because it was almost like, please doctor, tell me that it's not what I'm seeing. You know, it was like you wanted her to give you that ultimate expert advice or expert knowledge. And that wasn't the case. You know, we were, when, when I was pregnant with Amelia, you ultimately heard her heartbeat right away. And with this, it wasn't like that. It wasn't, um, that same, Oh my gosh, you know, like moment it wasn't. Um, and so she said, you know, and I think she tried to sugarcoat it for me, um, because she was like, she said, um, I think it's just too early right now. And I already knew at that point that it was, that's not the case because I already knew from when I took the pregnancy test to where it was like, I am the person, like I use my phone for everything. I have the health app on my phone and I log every, every period I have. That's for religiously. Sure. Like everything, sleep, yes. eat, I log my I, food, everything. I log everything. Um, and so I knew from when my last period was to where I was and how many weeks that was. You're already on it. I was, I already knew. So she 
was like, okay, well, I think it's just, you know, too early. And she was like, I, I feel like what's going to need to happen is that we need to give it another week. And um, unfortunately, that week did not happen because I had an appointment, I think, Tuesday. And that Sunday, um, I ended up miscarrying. And unfortunately, it was on Mother's Day out of all days. So, um, I think that was even harder because here I was trying to celebrate like my daughter and like, and I know Mother's Day is supposed to be about me, but it was more like still a celebration. Yeah. Like it's just this big celebration for, for all of us because she is what made me a mom, you know, I just, that was what we were doing. And, um, unfortunately on Mother's Day, I had to spend it at the ER. Um, and I remember it like yesterday. I went to the bathroom and you, I saw blood and you know, did you know this was coming or did like the, did the doctor say, Hey, this is not a viable pregnancy. Like it's no. going to happen. Or did you wish, was there still hope? When there you was were still the hope. Doctor? So there was hope. And then when mother's day came around and you were, did start bleeding, is that when it really hit you? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that was the thing is that like, I still felt all of the same hormones. I still felt the same tiredness. I feel, I still felt everything like your normal pregnancy did. I, I just, I felt it all. And that was the weirdest things. Like I remember one day I went to go get a pizza. I got a spicy pickle and I got juice. But you love pickles. Oh, I fucking love me a good pickle. Good pickle. Spicy pickle especially but that was the pickles I took a picture and I sent it to my boyfriend and he was like you're definitely pregnant yeah and he's like you're definitely pregnant yeah and you know I think what it is is like it was so hard for me because there wasn't a lot of people I think I had told on accident like maybe five people and those five people I think that it was only a circum circumstantial circumstantial Circumstantial. reason why I told them, you know, I had told my, my guy, best friend, Michael, I told his sister because we were at their baby shower and I, they were popping champagne and I couldn't drink. And so I had to tell them, but I didn't tell the whole party. I had only told Michael and I had told his, um, you know, his fiance and then his sister. And, you know, so moving forward, it was like these people knew that I was pregnant, you know? And so it's like, you have to go back and think about all of the people that you told. Well, you called me and said, Hey Mel, like I'm pregnant. And I was like, what? And then you're like, but, and I was like, what? Like I, cause when you said that at first, I wanted to like jump up, like, cause I know your journey. And I was like, Oh my God. And then in the same breath, it was like, but and and the only reason I didn't tell you was no, because I, that's I wanted really cool. for one. My main thing was I wanted to have that ultrasound. Yes. I wanted you to wanted have to know that. You were safe. Yes, I yeah. wanted that ultrasound of when you not only hear the baby's heartbeat, but you also yeah. you you get an ultrasound of like the baby where they yeah, are on their sure. growth for sure. And for me, it wasn't solidified until I had that ultrasound. Total normal thoughts of anybody getting pregnant. Like I have to, I have to see it. Yes. I had, I had to. And, and, and again, majority of the reason why, and I could have told these people I didn't want to drink because I didn't want to drink. Like it was nobody's business, but they know a sense of like, 
especially the people that I did tell, I've known for a very long time, and they are somewhat close to me. In a because sense, if you if it was drink. flipped, you would have been like, "Oh no, I know you." You would yeah. have been like, "Let's go, YOLO." Um, it's a Friday night. Come on, bitch, because you are the one <laughs> yes. that gets the party started. So that would have been flipped. So when you don't, people are like, "Wait." she's the one that gets the party started and you're just yeah. so obvious if it was me i'd be like bitch i just don't want to drink but if it's you it's like wait a minute yeah wait a minute 100 not to like get shitty and wasted but just no. to get the part like you like a good you like a good cocktail that looks pretty like that's your thing you yeah know? so i see where people would be like wait a minute yeah and i felt obligated to say something that's the yeah. thing is i felt obligated to like explain why i couldn't um, yeah. but anyway, so yes, I unfortunately experienced a miscarriage on Mother's Day and it was very hard. It was very difficult, but I feel like the aftermath of that was where the journey really started because yeah, you went through it. Like it wasn't just a, a miscarriage. miscarriage. Let me get through this and get, you know, get my, my thinking back. It was one after the other, after the, like you, there were so many things that happened yes. after that. I, just, I it's uh, weird because you know how people say you never know your own strength until you have to go through it. Yeah. The amount of times that I've cried during this whole process is something. And she doesn't cry ever. No, I'm a cold hearted person. I used to no, cry you a lie. lot when it means. Like, I used I'll cry to for a scary, sad movie. You cry when it's when, when my feelings cry, are like, really oh, hurt. Shit. When yeah. my feelings are really, really hurt and I am yeah. completely devastated is when I cry. And that's not like everybody has their own way of emotions. I am not somebody who likes to cry in front of people. I feel like it is a very, very vulnerable time. And unless A, I truly love you or B, I'm truly, truly heartbroken is when you will see me cry. So with this situation, I was obviously heartbroken because we had been trying for so long and it becomes a point where like, like you said, in your journey with postpartum or even not even postpartum, when you were going through trying to get pregnant, it's almost a sense of like, what's wrong with me? What is going on? Yeah. Like all of the things. And you when I miscarried, a lot. like you, you I did. Guilt. You're like, this is my fault. I did this, this, and this, which you make these things up in your head. It's not even like fact. It's yeah. just like you reach for things that you can blame it on because you're like, it has to be this. It has to be because I drank this time. It has to be because I yes. took plan, plan, plan B this time. So now it's blocking me. Like these are all thoughts yeah, that thoughts. you have. And that's so unfair to us. Like, yeah. It's so unfair to have to carry well, that. Well, with me, when, when I had the miscarriage and they confirmed everything because they were like, I'm telling you, when I went to the ER, it was so it was such a traumatizing situation because he was like, they drew, they drew my blood and he was like, you know, I'm really confused because your, your levels are so high. You're, you're still on the very pregnant range. Like it's still showing so high. He's like, but I had to do an ultrasound. And when I tell you, when I did an ultrasound, it was for like 15 minutes, which typically you don't have to do an ultrasound that long. You get that yeah. baby's heartbeat, you take a picture and that's probably a good. Yeah. This, they went from all different angles, up, over, around, under, every single angle you can think of. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, this ultrasound lady technician, please tell me, like, do you see something? And they can't. You're just looking they into can't. her eyes. And I'm like, you're a woman. Eyes. I'm a woman. Yeah. Please give me something. Something. Say something. And she couldn't, you know. But it was so nerve-wracking. I had to wait for everything to come back. And when he came back, he was like, 
you you have experienced um there's nothing there's no heartbeat there's but your pregnancy levels are still high and he's like please go see your ob and so i went and you know unfortunately there was something there you know so it's not like I was far enough to give birth, but at the same time, you have to do the next steps. Um, and unfortunately, I had to have a DNC, but nowadays, they now have a pill that you can take. And some people may know about it. Some people may not. Some people may have had a DNC, but like, you know, back in the day when it was just for a procedure. Like you go and Ender. there's a procedure, but now they have other options. They have a medication that you can take. And me, I don't, I don't like to take medication when I don't have to. I don't like, like if I have a headache, I'll write it out as long as possible. If I'm sick, I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go eat some pineapple and do some home remedies. I'll fight through it. Um, so with this situation, when she was like, you would have to be put under anesthesia and we would go in and it's a procedure, everything. And I was like, I'm not going under if I don't have to, like, I'm just not going to do that. And I would have to have a a driver take me and I had to have a driver pick me up. And I just don't do well under anesthesia anyways. Um, so I just didn't want to do it. So I opted for the medication And when I tell you that I wish I would have known something in the future, this is one of those circumstances. I really wish that my doctor, like she was great, but at the same time, I don't think she fully grasped what I was getting myself into. What you're about to go through. And I remember when you told me, because you told me this in one call. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, do you need help? Do you need to get And you're like, I'm just going to do it at home. And I remember going, oh my God, like, I don't know if they, and I haven't been through that, but I did have a friend back in the day that I used to snowboard with that went through that. And I was, she went through hell and I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. And I remember just, I literally got on my hands and knees praying for you. Like, please. Cause I knew it was, I knew that you may not have heard how hard it was. And that's the thing. I feel like the nurse should have said like, Listen, yeah. this is going to be very hard. Oh, you're for gonna sure. You're going to go home and this is what you're going to experience. You're going to go through labor. You're going to do the whole nine, but it's going to be at home yeah. and it's no medication and da, da, da. But I feel like they didn't give you no. enough. Because no. I heard this from my girlfriend Yeah, and I've always been terrified. So when you told me that, I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, oh, my best friend's about to go through it. Yeah. Like the, she's about to go through it. And I just, what happened to you after is. Right. And, and that's intense. the thing, it, it was very intense. I had to do everything at home and I can't even tell you enough, like big shout out to my man because he yeah. literally was like there for me. We have a kid and she was so worried about me and what was happening. And it was like, almost like your body was prepping itself. So I took these pills and I had to wait for like eight hours for it to fully kick in. So you just sit there. So just I just waiting. sit there and waiting and waiting. And it was very... Like you're watching the time, like nonstop watching the time. Okay. Is it going to kick in? Maybe it'll kick in earlier. No, it it, it was not like that at all. Labor at home. Basically. You know the outcome isn't going to be what you want. No. So it makes it 10 times harder. Yes. For you to go through that. No pain medicine. No. At that point, I'd be like, inject it, put it in where, get it like, but it's at home. So it's like. You can't even get that relief of like, well, I'm not going to feel any pain with this. 
you know, it's, yeah, she she prescribed me Norco's, but I didn't pick them up again because I am who I am and I don't take medication. And yeah. it was something that was like, why didn't I pick that up? I should have just done it and right. not gone through this. But unfortunately, I went through it. Um, I went back a week later and they told me that it didn't all dissolve. And unfortunately, I had to go through it again a second time. I had to experience the whole thing over again. And it was like for, I would say, three or four weeks, it was back-to-back visits with my OB. And it was back-to-back. Like, I remember I'd call you after every visit, and I would just be like, it's not good news. It's not good news. Like, it was one thing I had gotten an infection, and so I had to have, you know, an antibiotic after that. It was literally... It just wouldn't stop. No. Like, the nightmare wouldn't stop. And I remember thinking, I think it was after, you did that cycle three times, right? Or two twice. Times. Two twice. Twice. And I think it was your last, I, I, Jen, I, so many times I was on my hands and knees, pray, like, God, dude, please, just same how we pray for Jonah, like, just please yes. save her from this. What is going on? Yeah. Like, you have to save my friend, like, this what did she do to deserve this? And it's not that. It's just like, this was your story. Right. So hard, but this was your story. Exactly. And- but this is the thing as what, why I wanted to voice this is because not a lot of people know. I did not talk about this. And I remember like ever after I went through the biggest, I wouldn't say depression, but guilt at the same time. I'll say a little borderline depression, but also because I was working out very, very hard at the same time as I knew I was pregnant. And I was like, maybe that's why, maybe because I was like, and I know there's plenty of women who are like bodybuilders who are like heavy lifters who do their throughout their whole pregnancy. But it was like, my brain wanted to give it some sort of reason why, but but give me an answer. Put it on that yourself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't your fault. And you had what the doctors say is. If you're working out before, you can work out during. And you had already been six months in, like, mm-hmm. before. Because you started last year, like, prepping your body, eating health. Like, you started all this. You were – and I'm when I say three a day, I mean three a day because we are connected on Apple Watch. <laughs> and I would even be like, damn, like, I need to get mine in. So – you know, you can't blame yourself. You no. cannot blame yourself, but I know it's easy it's human to nature. Blame yeah. yeah. Like I wasn't. literally went through the ringer. I was like, maybe it's supplements, maybe this, maybe that. Like yeah. it was just very hard for me to There's like nothing you did. No, no. And and this is my ultimate goal why I wanted to to talk about this is because I can't even tell you there may have been out of the five people that I told, I want to say out of three of them were like, I experienced it as well. I went through a miscarriage as well. And I want to make like, we need to talk about this yeah, more. Absolutely. We need to discuss this as much because I had no support system. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, like, but I'm feeling because it's such a very vulnerable topic, a very sensitive topic. It's very like, what do you say? What don't you say? Who do I tell? Who am I going to offend? It's very hard to say like who I felt comfortable telling with, even with Mel, just because I know she's sensitive and I know she cares about me on like, you know, family level that I was like, I have to tell her, but I don't want to tell her. And on that too, I remember I didn't say the most helpful thing, but I want to explain that. And I haven't explained that to you. And so this is why her talking about it is so good because it brings awareness and it brings 
up the conversation. The more you hear about it, the more you can deal with it or support a friend that's going through it. And I remember one of the first things I said to you was, oh my God, like, okay, well, you can try again. And that is something you don't say. I remember I got off the phone and I was like, I'm never nervous around you. Like you're my dog. Like you're my sister like that. And when I got off the phone, I was like, what did I say? Oh my God. I didn't say the right thing because I did. I've never you don't know the anybody words besides my other girlfriend that went through it 15 years ago. Like I was like, because in my world, I would have fallen apart. I would have got depressed. I would all this, but yeah. I wanted you to know in that moment, like it's not the end. Right. Even though it felt well, like, and that's like my wasn't. sister, and my I own didn't sister. Say it right. She you was know? like, you just know that your body works now. Your yeah. body works. It still works. And it was but like, your sister loves you. So she said that because she's like, okay, well, you know, we're all on the same page. Like this isn't the end. And I think that's where I can't speak for your sister, but I think the heart of your sister and my heart, that's where we were coming from. Yes, absolutely. But it probably didn't come out. Like I remember, I just was like, there's no right words. That's the thing is that people don't understand. Like even someone who did go through it, they've also said those same things. It's, and it's, it's almost like it a goes death. back to character, though. Of if course. you know we have good character, we love you to death. Yes. I, I mean, Maria and Ray, those are your sisters, but I'm like your best friend sister. So it's like they care about you. Like that's like they blood. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you explain it? Like we just love you so fucking much yeah. that it's like that's what came out. Right. But we love you and we have good character and we care about you. But anybody else saying something like that might have been like, Wait, what did you right. just say? You know, so I think yeah. that comes into play. It's, Again, it's almost it's almost like when someone loses a family member, you don't know what it is. No. Nothing you can say can take away the pain. Nothing. No. And I think that's the hardest part is because you want to talk about it, but again, you don't want to offend anybody. And for me personally, like I remember I didn't, I stopped working out and then still, even to this day, it's so hard for me. Like I have not been able to find my groove again because I don't even know. I don't think I'm fully over it yet. I'll be completely honest. It's going to take time. I feel like what happens is women go through these things, like in this, in this case, mine, my miscarriage. And it's like, okay, you're done. You're go back to work and you're on like, nobody acknowledges that like, like you can try again so just like, I get literally back to lost life. something yeah. that I had in my Absolutely. body I was growing a little being and then all of a sudden like I got to jump back into like being this employee Everything like else. you know what I mean for it's, everybody else yeah. it's almost the sense of like do I can I even grieve like can yeah I, like can I take a moment like yeah now the medical side is over like yeah. I'm done going to the doctor I'm finally done with like everything's out of my body but like my mental like yeah. my I me I need to cope with what just happened like yeah. and then on top of that people are like okay try again can I get over the fact like, that like I just yeah. went through this situation yeah. and I again it goes back to our our health and it's like there is no time for our mental health, whether you're going through postpartum no, let's or talk, how fast did you have to go back to work after that? I, I only Your had boss a week was off. calling you like, okay, well, you're like, can you give me a second yes. to mourn the loss of something I had in my body? You know, like, can you give me a minute? Right. But no, she's like, hey, are you, when are you going to come? Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what it is, really. Like, that's that's what pisses me off the most is that you're just – you can't take an extended time to just get your mental right and just, like, not even right, but, like, enough to function right. throughout the day. Like, 
but it's going to take time, Jen. It's yeah. going to take a lot of time. And I think you saying something on this podcast is so brave. Yes. I want people, so this is my main goal good. out of all of this is I want us to be able to talk about it more. I want us to be able to ex- the us women it. say like, I went through that too. I'm going through that as well. And, and not be so hush hush. Yes. Yeah. I have had the, the, the people that do know have constantly like looked out and like, Hey, it's been a month or it's been three weeks. Or I had people send me flowers. I had people send me um, a bottle of wine or I have people who like sent me cards and listen, I'm not here to like collect all of those things, but it's good to know the ones that did yeah. that I was something that they thought about even after the fact. And that's something yeah. even with postpartum, even like going through your child has something going on, like a health issue going on. Let's talk about it. Me, you know, call miscarriages. Me tell me how please. much it sucks. Vent. Tell me, I don't feel good right now. Yes. I'm grieving over this or I'm having a hard time, whatever, just get it out. I think getting it out a lot of the times is therapy the in itself. Therapy and that's in what itself. I was telling her too before, because uh, before we started the podcast is that I always want to ask her about it, but I don't like, I talk to Jen every day, all day for hours, literally. Like sometimes we can't call each other because we won't get work done. Yes. We have to voice no and like, (laughs) and that's all day. And that's that's all all day. But it's like in those moments, like I want to ask, but I don't want to like not ruin the day, but like make her go back to that place. Because for me with my childhood trauma, I block a lot of it out. Like if I go deep, I can remember it, but it's not a place I want to be. Right. So it's hard for me to like, be like, Hey, are you okay from that? Cause I don't want to bring you back there, but I do want you to know that I care about you, you know? So it's such a, it's, it's It's hard. hard. It's very hard. My own mother, like, I didn't even know she had one. And I was like, mom, why didn't you tell me these things? And it's like, it's just something that we don't talk about, but we should we should talk about these things more often but look where your mom came from okay completely different time right and now we're in this time but then when amelia that this is a thing about breaking things not breaking, breaking things, cycles but like, breaking cycles but being dip, like being open with your kids or whatever you want to call it is with m someday you're going to get to tell her the story you know what i mean and yeah. i'm sure your mom didn't want to break your well, heart well she knows we had to tell you. her yeah. we had it we had to tell yeah. her that, and oh my gosh, I think that was the hardest part out of Absolutely. this whole experience. I had to break it to my poor little six-year-old, and she literally could not understand that there was not going to be right. a baby brother, baby sister. Like, she could not understand it, and it was very, very hard emotionally, and I think like I, I think even mid, mid-conversation, mid I had to stop, and my, my boyfriend had to take over to like carry on the rest because I couldn't. Like, I, it was so heartbreaking for me. But let me tell you something so beautiful in that moment that, sorry, I cry for everything. So sorry. But your little family, Jen, because I remember I kept saying, do you want me to come pick up them? And you're like, no, we're going to go through this together. And you guys literally went like this. And you guys stayed by each other's side. Mike stayed by your side. Em stayed right snuggled up to you. You guys have, God showed you like your little family, your little family stuck together and you guys overcame it together. You weren't in the bedroom crying. You weren't in the bedroom by yourself. Mike stuck by your side. Em stuck by your side. And for all this 
trauma that happened there's something so beautiful that came out of that and i just oh, no. want you to know that you're like, gonna make me cry you guys crying have <laughs> such a good bond no matter what anybody thinks no matter what anybody says you guys have such a good bond in your family and your unit yes you know and what i, I mean? that's I something agree. beautiful that like came out of this right. you guys know that no matter what happens you guys all three got each other 100 you know what i mean and i think that's important is because like I don't know what he went through, you know, because when I came out of the bathroom, when the situation happened and he was like, I cannot get your face out out of my mind. Like the way that you looked and you were crying and you were like, you couldn't even get the words out. He was like, I I cannot get that visually out of my mind. I don't know what he went through. Men are very different, very, you know, But he went through something. Of course, of you know, course. He and went through it too. Again, this is where my biggest thing is like, we just need to talk about things more. Like, let's, yeah. let me hear your side of it. Let me, let me say my side of it. And like, there's times when me and you have a disagreement or we think it, like you have your version of thinking of something and I have my version. And that's like, you bring light to this side and I bring light to that side. And yeah, it's like it's communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we just need to come together and like, talk about these things more often because we don't know what that person in the very back is is going through and that person I could touch them and I don't even know you and I could touch you and there's so many women right now that are listening to this podcast that are going through it or went through it let me ask you something what is something that you would want to tell women that are going through this right now like any piece of advice like it's okay to be sad because I'm very private when it comes to my emotions, but it is okay to feel like what you're feeling because I remember the Sunday after everything happened, I was in a mood. I could not get out of bed. I was so emotional. It was almost like, you know, like when you do something fun and like a week later, you're all last week I did this. That's my mind was like, Last week I was in the hospital and I was traumatized and like I just could not, I was in a funk. I could not get out of it. And I remember like my boyfriend came in the room and he's like, are you going to come out of the room? Like what's with you today? And I just was like, I'm sad. And I started crying. I just wanted to say that like what you are going through, please, please feel every emotion. Please talk to somebody that will lend you an ear, even if you don't and you don't feel comfortable talking to them, but you feel like they are a good listener, say it, tell them and voice what you're feeling and even don't be scared if you don't have yes. somebody to talk to just write a it journal down. even a blog like yeah. if you want to go on a post like I'm very big advocate of writing things down getting the emotion out and then throwing that piece of yeah, paper absolutely. away I I do that a lot like I feel something and I write it down and then I'm like okay cool it's out of my brain I'm gonna throw the paper away for sure and it helps but I just feel That's also that Again, my number one thing is I'm always so scared because the world we live in now is so judgmental. I just need to express that being vulnerable and especially in this situation, losing like people don't understand like you lost something just because I may have not had as big of a baby bump or I may have not gotten to my last trimester. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually give birth. I still lost something. Absolutely. I still am grieving something. And again, I feel like if you're not ready to go back to work, voice that, get on a leave of absence, find help groups, 
talk to people and fully feel with what you're going through because I feel like some days I shut it out and I pretend it didn't happen, but it did. It was very much real. Like I can't tell you my whole um, situation has changed. Like it's very hard for me to work out again. And I think it's just because I'm not mentally ready. Um, I've gained weight, some of the weight back that I've lost. And like, I've, I, even that was a depressing thing because I was like, I got to my goal weight. I was seeing muscle. I was looking leaner. I was, you know, feeling better. I was getting to that 10th mile. I was riding my bike harder. And then now it's like, I took 27 steps backwards. Yeah. But I think that everything in life, like how I look at it is your story is already written for you. And nothing you're going to do is going to change it. It's going to keep writing out. But I think you learned so much through this. You learned your own strength. You learned a lot about your family and the fact that you guys are a strong freaking unit. You know what I mean? And Definitely. One thing I do want to tell you is you may be 52, 62, 72 and still feel this. Yeah. Like you may still feel this and that's okay. You just know that you have like a little like bundle. Know. You know what I mean? When you get there. Yes. And that's beautiful too. If you think of it like oh, that. Oh, for you know sure. I mean? Like you have something up there that's going to be watching over oh, you. And I agree. I couldn't agree more. When you get there. Because that know? is something that I've said often is we lost a dog that was very close to us. You know, Mike's dog. And, um... When all of this happened, I said, Jules is going to have somebody to play with now, you know, because Jules and Amelia, they loved each other. And Amelia often asks about where's Jules? I wish Jules was still here. And so that was something that I did say was, you know, now they have each other. And that's but, beautiful that you said that, Jen. You're so good with words when it comes to M. You really are. You're so good with words with her. And you you explain things in the most beautiful way to her. She is the best mama. And don't ever forget that. I love you. Bella. I love you too. Listen, we're going to wrap up this anyway. podcast. This is going to be a part two because we did not mean to talk this long. But I just felt we we together felt like these two topics were something that we really needed to express because – we are, I would say we're feminists, but at the same time, we love our we're girls, girls, but, <laughs> but we love a good dude. Yeah. I just, I cannot, I remember I was walking on the treadmill and I called her and I said, Mel, I, we need to talk about it. We need to say it. I feel like on so many levels because my head, like on some days I'm good and on other days I'm not. And I'm, that's okay. Like my journey is still fresh. Um, and I'm trying to get back to where I was before and, you know, it's, it's hard, but I know my journey is not over yet and I I will get back to my fitness journey, but right now I'm on a mental journey. And I even called you the other day and I was like, I'm on my health journey. I went and got a physical, Mm -hmm. I'm doing all of these things to get like my internal body, my mind, everything else working properly, because that's another thing that I forgot to tell you before I dip out. I want to make this very clear. Another hard struggle for me personally is not only did I lose the baby, but at the same time you go through the postpartum things, which is I lost some of my hair. So your body like stops as well, generating like how you were before. And I think that's the hardest part is like 
what your body goes through, you know, it like I was pregnant and then I wasn't. And then I went through the after birth hormones, which is the losing of your hair. And, and any woman can tell you what but that feels like. But it's worse for you because you didn't have, have the that baby. bundle of joy that was like staring back to give you that. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it yeah. wasn't. When I lost my hair with. see that little orb? Stop what it. was that? I don't know, but don't, don't do that. You're going to make me cry. Stop. That was crazy. Play it back. If you're watching this, run it back. So it's harder. It was harder for you for sure because that gives you like the little dopamine that you need to get just. But let me tell you something before we dip out. You are strong. You are brave. You are a good freaking mom. You're a good wifey girlfriend. Wifey, pretty much. (laughs) You run your household. You have a full-time job. You're a hard worker. This was a learning experience and Definitely. you just continue to amaze me with your strength. So just keep it going. You know what I, I mean? Thank you. You're doing and a good job. I want to say this kind of why this podcast, like I, something so important to me because like right after it happened is when I got this podcast going and it almost turned into like my baby, something I nurtured and it's very important to me to keep it going. And, um, I just want to say basically girlfriends we are here for each other we are a hundred percent open and even I have an email address on there if you want to send emails and talk about your journey and talk about what you went through your postpartum your pregnancies that are like mine and ended up becoming miscarriages or your own birth stories that maybe were a struggle for you please please reach Reach out out to me um, even if you want to share your story, because I do, we're going to have to do a part two on the second half because we oh, just, we didn't even get through all no, of the we didn't things, get through, but this but is how it goes when I talk to yes, you. We just, we go on and we on. We can talk so. about one subject and then trail <laughs> and then be like, wait, you go back. You again? Yes. So many more podcasts, because let me tell you something. We grew up together. So the stories that are in these vaults. Yes. are hilarious so we got you're gonna hear from us not all of the stories those. are gonna be sad this is just something we, we we wear on our sleeve and on our hearts and so we definitely wanted to talk about it because I think that's been one of our biggest struggles in our lives is what she went through what I went through so please 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 use us as an outlet please Reach if out. you feel if you feel safe please send me a message or comments or if you want to send me an email this is going to be something super exciting because this video is going to go on YouTube. So we will Your open it up. My first YouTube, YouTube yes. video. So this and is, I'm honored to be yes. a part of your first YouTube. Many more to come. Yes. This is the podcast room and it's going to be set up. Yes. We're getting there. We're getting there. So but. I just, I know that I can reach more people. And this message, let alone, was so important to me. So this is going to be the first one. YouTube. And definitely, um, please, 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 I cannot beg you enough to go on to wherever it is you get your podcast and please leave reviews. Please Wait, leave can I stars. Say it really quick? Say what Comment, you say. like, subscribe, turn on your ding, post ding. notifications for every time Jen <laughs> upload, uploads a video on me, you will get a notification. Thank please you. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Let's get my girl going. Um, let's get her viral. Let's just, let's Send do the love. Dang. Peace and okay? love. That's all it's about. Peace and love. <laughs> But I just want to thank Mel. So she will be back. We're going to do a part two. So please stay tuned on the next um, 
episode episode we love you thank you friends for listening to another episode of the gossip chronicles with jen please make sure to follow us on instagram at the dot gossip chronicles and also please make sure to subscribe to wherever it is you listen to your podcast so that you get an alert when the next one drops Also, if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to spread the love and send it to family and friends and also slide into the DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you want to discuss. If you have questions for me, thank you so much and we'll see you in the next one.